the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm very glad this is the case. I just don't know how it's possible. A teenager, 15-year-old, shot in the head on the northeast side of the city uh, overnight. Uh, just after, uh, well, just after midnight Sunday, I guess. A uh, 15-year-old boy gunshot wound to the head, according to Columbus police. He was in critical condition, stabilized, transported to nationwide children's, expected to survive. Thank goodness for that. Man, oh man, a 15-year-old shot in the head. We did have a person killed Saturday afternoon in a shooting on the south side. And then we have uh, what is, um, without question, one of the stranger... Um, it's not a crime story. It's a it's a violence story. Circleville, Ohio. Last night, a man taken to the hospital because his pet zebra attacked him. Uh, deputies called to a residence in Pickaway County on Darby Road in Circleville or around Circleville at five thirty p.m. after reports that a man had had his arm. Mm-hmm dismembered by a zebra that he owned. Now, I know zebras are wild animals. I didn't think they were vicious. Um, so this guy's there. He's hurt. He's laying on the ground. He's got his arm covered up with the sleeve of his uh, shirt, coat, whatever. And the zebra kept charging the deputies. The zebra was uh, unmanageable. Uh, they moved a cruiser into a position to keep the zebra from attacking. They blew horns and sirens, and the zebra wasn't having it. There were apparently other zebras in the field, five or six female zebras in the field. This uh, presumably male zebra was aggressive due to uh, wanting to protect them, and so the deputies had to shoot and kill the zebra. And then the man was taken to the hospital. Lost his arm in his zebra attack. Yikes. I hope he's okay. Uh, we have horses. I've never been bitten by a horse. I know it's not a pleasant experience. But uh, that's that's a weird one. This is a super, super sad story. Uh, we all remember and were touched by uh, the very um, concerning kidnapping of the two twins. Kyer and Kaysen Thomas. Mid-December, you remember the story, Short North, I believe. Uh, pizza establishment. The mom was an, a food delivery driver, had the twins in the back seat of her car, went inside to get the pizza to deliver to the customer, and the car was stolen with the twins inside. Nala Jackson, uh, a known offender of multiple uh, laws. I will say that. Police recognized her from the store video. So we found they found one child strapped in his car seat, Dayton Airport, the next morning about 4 a.m. 
the the other child, uh, Kyer, was found still in the stolen car in Indianapolis. I want to say two days later, and returned home safely. This was in mid December. In late January, on January twenty eighth, Kyer Thomas died uh, at home. And they have been conducting an autopsy to find out the reason for his death. And it is what they call sudden, unexplained infant death. That's the Franklin County Coroner's autopsy final ruling. They attribute it to an unsafe sleep environment. But note that there is, and this is important to remember, no evidence, no evidence of trauma, foul play, abuse, or neglect. No evidence. Heartbreaking. Uh, He had stopped breathing when the medics arrived. They say because he was, and I'm quoting from the report now, placed face down on an adult bed with excess bedding and pillows, unsupervised in a postprandial state. I've never heard that word before, postprandial. It means after being fed. So he took a bottle. They put him to bed. He was either placed or wound up face down in a bed with pillows and bedding, and he suffocated. He suffocated. Uh, I will quote from the coroner's office. It is well documented that infants under the age of eight months have limited strength in the neck musculature to reposition their airways when encountering possible obstructions. This is a form of oxygen deprivation, However, because of a contributory component of mechanical or obstructive asphyxia can be neither confirmed nor excluded in this infant's death as determined by the investigation and circumstances, the manner of death is best ruled as undetermined. There was no evidence of trauma, foul play, abuse, or neglect to call the manner of death an accident. So that's very sadly how the story of one of these twins ends. Horrific, horrific uh, ending for a story that we were all touched by because if you are a parent or even if you're someone who has ever held an infant, you could clearly put yourself in the shoes of the mom, the dad, the grandparents, how desperate they would be to get their uh, beautiful little boy back. And then upon getting him back just over a month later, he dies, as many infants do, uh, in a completely random yet uh, utterly heartbreaking way. And so uh, that is a family that I know uh, would appreciate your prayers and uh, could continue to use your prayers because this will be a very, very difficult thing to get over, as is the death uh, of any child. Now, here's a wild story out of Akron. A man has been charged with aggravated murder in the case of three men who were bound and gagged and shot in the head before their bodies were dumped in two places in Ohio. This guy's 58 years old, Elias Grudino. A passerby spotted two bodies in a wooded area near I-77 at about 8.30 a.m. on Friday. 20 minutes later, Officers in Copley got a call reporting the body of a man in a ditch alongside a road about two miles away from where the other two bodies were found. 
Uh, they say the police believe that the men had likely been kidnapped from outside the area. Oh, man, this sounds bad. And brought into Summit County where they were shot while bound and gagged. And the bodies dumped where they were found. They're trying to find a reason for the kidnapping and also to identify the victims. They arrested this Godino uh, person Friday afternoon, searched the home that night. And they have not given any details on what they found. He does not have an attorney listed. So this guy's a serial killer. And you wonder... He ki- they presume presumption is he kidnapped these guys. If this is the end of it, are they going to like? What's his history in Akron? Uh, is this going to solve any other unsolved cases? Uh, this could this bears watching because it could get it could get worse uh, for sure. It could get worse. Now we appear to be nearing the point where we will be getting more announced candidates into the Republican field for the nomination to be president of the United States. In 2024, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is said to be getting into the race. You can pretty much tell who all is going to be getting in because if they're getting in, they're headed to Iowa or they have a book out or both. Ron DeSantis has both. Okay. Uh, Trump has been in Iowa. Nikki Haley's been in Iowa. Who wins the South Carolina Republican Party's heart? Tim Scott or Nikki Haley? And something that Larry Hogan, the Maryland governor, says resonates with me. Larry Hogan made the decision not to get in the race. People thought he would. This is his advice to Republican candidates. I happen to believe that uh, we, we should only have serious candidates that actually have the ability to compete. Sometimes people get in the race for the wrong reasons because they want to get their name known. They want to get more famous. They want to get a cabinet position or something. Um, I think uh, we need a couple of strong candidates in there and somebody that can rise up and be, uh, the, you know, be the alternative to Donald Trump. But I'm not sure who that is. And, of course, everybody has a right to consider running. I'm, I'm willing to listen to Tim Scott. I think he's got a powerful story to tell. I'd love he'd, he'd absolutely turn the Democrats on their heads. Be hard to uh, they would, but be hard to say he's worse than Trump. Uh, but uh, he's a little bit like Lindsey Graham, I think. That's not what I'm looking for. In a candidate. So I spent a fair amount of time on the show last week talking about the really, really scary prospect of elected officials, U.S. congressmen, badgering reporters in a House hearing to reveal their sources about the Twitter files. Matt Taibbi, Michael Schellenberger, two Democrats. Uh, Schellenberger used to work for Greenpeace, okay? <laughs> Schellenberger used to work for Greenpeace. Taibbi used to work for Rolling Stone. But when they stood up for freedom of the press and published stuff about COVID and about the weaponization of the FBI and the DOJ, then in the eyes of Democrats on Capitol Hill, Taibbi and Schellenberger became so-called journalists, and Elon Musk's scribes. Okay, so if you step out of line and you don't give the official Democratic Party position on things, uh, no matter what your woke credentials are from the past, they will not save you. And I talked about how freedom of the press is really important, and I've talked about the fact that the Constitution sometimes has to allow for speech that is offensive Because you don't want the government deciding. This is allowed. This isn't allowed. You have to let 
some of, maybe a lot of, the bad stuff happen so that none of the good stuff, which is open debate and the free exchange of ideas, so that none of the good stuff is ever excluded. The problematic part of this kind of allowance of all speech in order to have free speech played out over the weekend in Wadsworth, Ohio, at their city park, where on Saturday, uh, the Akron Beacon Journal reports a humanist group tried to put on a drag queen storytelling event for children. Now listen, I'm totally 100%, 1,000% against drag queen story hours for little kids. I think they're damaging to little kids. I don't think they're appropriate for little kids. But it's not my job to police other people's bad parenting. And you say, well, you're coming down on the side of drag queen story hours. I guess I have to because I said that the Constitution sometimes gets messy. But the other part of this issue is that there were people there protesting the drag queen story hour, and you have to, in order to be authentic to the Constitution, you have to let them go too. You have to let them do their thing too. And unfortunately, very unfortunately, I can't say it enough or boldly enough, some of the people protesting Drag Queen Story Hour, on which I am aligned when it comes to the protesting of Drag Queen Story Hour, were neo-Nazis who said and did ugly and vile things. You say, well, you can't allow that. You have to allow that. Because if you're going to allow the Drag Queen Story Hour, you have to allow people who protest the Drag Queen Story Hour. And there will be nice people there, good Christian people there, who will object to Drag Queen Story Hour on the grounds that it is a heinous demonstration of the level to which immorality has escalated and advanced and is celebrated in our culture. And there will be people there protesting Drag Queen Story Hour, hurling homophobic invectives and, yes, racial slurs. You can't stop any of it if you are going to pre if you are going to allow any of it. You just can't. You do not want government drawing lines saying this is okay, that is not okay. And it got really ugly. It's interesting how the story is written. Actually, the Akron Beacon Journal, this uh, gentleman's name is Doug Livingston, he does a much better job than anybody from the dispatch would have done because he put this sentence in. Can you imagine this sentence ever being included in a dispatch story about a protest at a drag queen story hour. Here's the revolutionary sentence. Protesters vastly outnumbered supporters. Of course they did. Of course they did. I tell you all the time that this idea that little kids should be exposed to grown men garishly, cartoonishly impersonating women, thrusting their pelvis at these kids and all that, is vile and disgusting, and it is not a mainstream approved thought or ideology. It is not. There are always, if not in actual physical presence at the show, because they may not know about it, but certainly in terms of public opinion, more people protesting Drag Queen Story Hours than there are supporting it. This guy actually wrote it, which proves he could never work. For the Columbus Dispatch. One person who attended the event to protest the age appropriateness of people in drag reading to children said he was shocked to see and hear what white supremacists were saying. Yeah, of course. Of course you're shocked by it. 
But here's what the media does often. They will say, well, the white supremacists are against drag shows, and the Nazi, neo-Nazis are against drag shows, and the evangelical Christians are against drag shows. Ergo, the evangelical Christians are neo-Nazis, and they are white supremacists. Eh, Sorry, doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. I know you would like to have everyone believe it works that way, but it does not work that way. Okay? So this is the difficulty when you have an event like this. And, of course, you have the pro-drag queen people who are saying, oh, see, he said this. He hurled this uh, racial epithet. Everyone here is that kind of a person. No, everyone there is not that kind of a person. Everyone there protesting is opposed to drag shows for kids. But it does not mean that they share anything else in common. In fact, it is entirely possible and even probable that they share a virulent objection to drag shows and nothing else. And nothing else. Okay? So they had two people arrested, one in support of the event, another there to protest the event. And if you want to go find footage on social media that supports your side of the story, you certainly can. You certainly can. I would love, I would love to have the power to have the ability to make it so that no drag show could ever be performed for any child under the age of 18. I would love to have that power. But you know what the ugly truth of the matter is? If I had that power, I would abuse that power. I would. And this is what happens in every single dictatorship around the world. It may start out, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, with noble motives. I know better how to fix our economy. I know better how to fix our crime. I know better how to fix whatever's ailing our country. I'm going to take over the country. I'm going to get my way. I'm going to fix everything. If there has ever been a dictatorship that started that way, that started without the dictator actually ascending to the position of dictator out of just a lust for power, eventually they get to the point where they are in there because of their lust for power. And many people, not just a few, not just a thousand, not just 10,000, not just a hundred thousand, but millions, millions end up dead. They end up dead. End up dead in Cuba. They end up dead in Uganda. They end up dead in China. They end up dead in the Soviet Union because a dictatorship, absolute power, doesn't just corrupt absolutely. It leads to millions of people being murdered for the fact that they won't get on board and won't see, according to the dictator, what's good for them. So this kind of ugly incident that played out in Wadsworth must be allowed to continue because if not, you don't have free speech. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.